We have two readings this morning, both are from the Gospel of Matthew. The first one is from chapter 4, we're starting at verse 1, and if you're following in the church Bibles, you'll find that on page 967. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 1. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting for 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and set him on the highest point of the temple. If you are the Son of God, he said, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and they will lift you up in their hands, so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, It is also written, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again the devil took him to a very high mountain, and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All this I will give you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. Jesus said to him, Away from me, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God, and serve him only. Then the devil left him, and angels came and attended him. And if you want to turn over just one page to chapter 6, we're going to remind ourselves of the words of the Lord's Prayer uh, from verse 9 to verse 13. Matthew 6 and verse 9. This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Thanks, David. Uh, my name's Stephen. I'm the youth minister here at the church. Uh, let's pray together. Lord, teach us to pray through your word. Amen. Now, back when I was a young person, about 16 years old, with massive, curly, fluffy hair, um, I attempted something called slacklining. Um, that's on the screen in a minute. It will be potentially. Um, slacklining. Uh, it, it's basically tightrope walking like two foot off the ground. So me and my friend, we, we went to the park, got the rope out, and, and we spent like two hours tying this rope between these two trees. So we laid it out. It, it took so long. I don't know quite know why it took so long. And we laid this out, laid this out, and then it was time. 16-year-old Stephen, time to get on the rope. Now, we're going to have a little vote here at the church this morning. Um, if you think, Stephen... He got on the rope, mastered it, went there, back with ease, did a little trick, a little jump and a spin, and carried on for, for like, like, like glorying in his skills on the slack line. Put your hands up now. Thank you, Anna. Oh, there's, yeah, there's three. Thank you. I'm loving that. Three people in the church. If you think Stephen, fluffy hair, took one step on the rope and fell immediately off, and then tried again and fell off again, tried again and fell off, kept falling off, and gave up after five minutes of trying, put your hands up now. Well... Well, um, I'm touched, church family. Thank you that you, that you really know me. But, but you know me. Like, that's exactly what happened. Like, two hours putting this rope up, 
and then five minutes falling off and giving up and going home. <laughs> like, I was rubbish at this slacklining thing. <laughs> um, we'll come on to that in a minute. But Because whenever we pray these words, lead us not in temptation, we're reminding ourselves a couple of things. The first thing we're reminding ourselves is that temptation is real. Temptation's real. And we're going to look at three aspects of that as we go through this, this, this first part of the service. And temptations, they are anything that for any reason exerts a force or an influence on us to draw our hearts or minds away from obeying God. Well, in simple words, following Jesus is like walking on a slack line. And temptations are things that, that try and push us off that slack line to fall into the abyss of sin on either side. And temptations are real for each one of us. I mean, you have to look at the Bible, the first few pages in Genesis 3. We see Adam and Eve being tempted by that fruit, by that serpent there. And then we go to Jesus. In Hebrews 4, we learn that he was tempted in every single way. And Matthew 4, it was read out for us by David. Thank you, David, by the way. Um, Jesus, we read in verse 1, Jesus was led into the wilderness to be tempted by the, um, by the devil. Temptation was there for the first human, it was there for the perfect human, and it's going to be there for every single human ever to exist. That's the reality. John Piper, that legend, he said, every step we take in life is a step into the presence of temptation. Every step we take in life is a step into the presence of temptation. Temptation is real for every single one of us. Now, when the pros, not like me, when they walk on the slack line, like, this is kind of what happens. Have a look at this guy up there. Look at that wind. You can't really see it very well, but there's like rain lashing down at this guy. Like, like, look at those trees, they're shaking. Uh, And still he walks. That's not like me, by the way. That's not me. That's a professional. Um, But yeah, look at that. He's walking through through the wind and through the rain. And that's kind of like us following God. Because, um, there's things happening to us as we try and walk on this slack line following God. They are what I'm going to call the wind and rain temptations. Every day, wind and rain temptations. These are the things that batter against us as we're walking, trying to follow God. The ones that are always there, niggling away in the background. The constant battle against disobedience and unbelief. So things like pressure at school or work to join in horrible, disgusting jokes. Or, or the nagging desire in a car to drive over the speed limit or, or cut someone off after they've cut you up. Or, or even the temptation to forget God in a social media frenzy world we live in. And like 1 Corinthians 10 verse 13 reminds us that these things, they're common to mankind. Like everyone has them. Everyone has these wind and rain temptations that batter against us as we try and walk this slack line following God. And so... As we say that part of the Lord's Prayer, lead us not into temptation, we're acknowledging that temptation is real. And that every step we take on our walk following God, we're being battered by the wind and rain temptations of life. But then there's also these big, specific temptations that we all have. These are like massive, heavy weights tied to us as we walk. These are those big battles, those big struggles, those things where the battle against disobedience and unbelief is at its absolute fiercest. These are the things that weigh us down and threaten to cast us into that abyss of sin at any moment. And they're different for each one of us at different times in life. These big temptations, they change, but we all have them. It might be anger, trying to stay calm even when children or friends frustrate you. 
It might be lust and trying to avoid spending time alone on the computer. It might be prayerlessness and thinking that you are a superwoman who can handle the world on her own without the help of God. Or it might be pride, it might be greed, it might be any number of other things. But we all have these big, specific temptations that weigh us down. So, have, have 30 seconds, have a think in your life. What is that big, heavy weight temptation at the moment for you? Or where is it? It might be more than one. Have a think. Where is that fight against unbelief and disobedience at its absolute fiercest? And if you've got an activity pack, you can write on the anvil there. Oh, what a treat to have an activity pack. Um, what are your big temptations at the moment? Because we all have them, even Jesus. Uh, um, in that bit in Matthew, thought of it out for us, in verse 8 it says, The devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All this I will give to you if you'll bow down and worship me. See, Jesus, his temptation was to go to glory without going through the cross. To take a shortcut to, 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 to glory. We all have these big temptations that weigh us down. So whenever we say this part of the Lord's Prayer, lead us not into temptation, we are acknowledging that temptation is real. It's there for every one of us. There are these wind and rains battering us, and there are these big weights tied to us as we walk following God. And there's more too. Now, I used to play rugby for Barnet Rugby Club. Um, What a team. But we had an arch nemesis. A team that hated us. This is them, Tabard Rugby Club, horrible kit, horrible clubhouse, dirty changing rooms. Like they, they had good sandwiches, like bacon sarnies, they, they were good, so I'll give them that. But, 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 but like they, they absolutely hated Barnet. Like they did everything they could to try and take us down. Biting, stamping, eye gouging, you name it, they did it. Like they had one mission, destroy Barnet at all costs. And... this part of the Lord's Prayer reminds us that we also have deadly enemies. We have deadly enemies who are determined to see us fall off this slack line of following God. Uh, And one of them is the tempter, the devil. He is real. He was there with the first humans in Genesis 3, twisting God's good commands. He was there with Jesus in, in, in Matthew 4, twisting God's good commands. And he'll be there for every single one of us. In Matthew, th- in Matthew 4, verse 3, he's labeled the tempter. He wants to see us fall off this, that kind of following God into disobedience and unbelief. Uh, and that's why in Matthew, the Lord's Prayer, it, um, it leads on to temptation, is linked with and delivers us from the evil one. Because he is the evil one who's determined to see us fall off this, that kind of following Jesus. We have a deadly enemy. So as we say those words, we're remembering three things about the reality of temptation. We're remembering that we are being battered by these everyday wind and rain temptations. We have these big, specific temptation weights dragging us down. And we have an enemy determined to see us fall off that slack line. So that's quite hard and difficult news to hear. We're going to see how we can fight in the second part of the talk. I'm going to hand back over to Phil now. Well, it's not been the most cheery morning so far. Um, We've seen that temptation, it's real, isn't it? And it leaves us with a choice. We have a choice to either say yes to temptation, 
to, to go into it and jump off this slack line of following God and fall into sin, or to say no and to keep on walking. Now, up here on the stage, I have something very special. This is a box of Haribo Supermix. Beautiful. Like, who likes Haribo? Any Haribo fans out there? Not as many as I thought, if I'm honest. Where is it? There, there we go. Just in case you can't see it, there it is on the screen too. Um, now, this is, this, is, this is the king of Haribo. In here are those little J-baby ones that taste like pure joy. You know the ones I mean? Oh, love them. Um, now, 60 packs in there of pure goodness. And I will give them away to free. For two free? For free to, to one of you. Anyone, anyone want it? Hands up if you want that Haribo box for yourself. Hands up. Pete Coyne, I'm coming up. Like, he's getting it. His hand was straight up. Like, it pays for you quick with your hands. Come on, Pete. Come on up. Now, Pete, this box. This is Explorers and, uh, and Rooted Tuck. So, hand it gently. There you go. Do, do you want to open it and just, just like, see what's inside there? <laughs> Have a little look. There's a little flap at the front if you want to open that. Oh, on the side. Oh, there it is. Baby. It's what? It's empty. <laughs> oh, Pete. Oh, I'm so sorry. Like, I don't actually have some hardware for you. There you go. <laughs> um, that, that was quite cruel, quite mean for me to do in church, publicly in front of everyone. Thanks, Pete, for being a good sport. Um, now, now, this box here, this is exactly what temptation is like. Exactly what temptation is like. See, temptation, it's like a mirage in the desert. It offers you absolutely everything. It says, you have this, you'll have life, you'll have everything you could ever want. Do this, say this, and things will be good. Just like me, lying up here in church on the stage. I'm very sorry, everybody. Um, But actually, temptation is a big disappointment. It's an empty box of Haribo. It never, ever, ever delivers. And in fact, have a look at your, your um, service sheets. On the back of there, there's James 1, verse 14 and 15 printed out for you. This is what James says about temptation. He says, Each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their evil desires and enticed. Then after desire is conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. See, James is saying that we don't just open the Haribo box and find it empty. We open the Haribo box and find it filled with rat poison. It will kill us. Uh, James says temptation becomes sin, which becomes death. And the scary thing, according to James, is that naturally we want to give in to temptation. Our, our evil desires in us. We want to give in to temptation. And we want to open that hybrid box. We want to, even worse, eat the rat poison inside. That's what we're like inside. And you may have seen this in your own life, if you had to think about it. It's so hard to say no to temptation. And so easy to say yes, isn't it? And so, God's given us this prayer. This prayer to pray. Lead us not into temptation. Because as we pray those words, we are praying not to be taken in to temptation, not to fall for the hybo trick or fall for the mirage. We're saying, God, don't let me give in. Help me to keep walking following you. And we fight temptation 
with God's help. We fight temptation with God's help. Now, this might be a big, big shock to you, but I, Stephen Demetrio, need help. I'm not Superman. And it's taken me like 26 years to realize that, but I think I'm slowly starting to realize it. Like, like, I, I, I had to think that I can do everything on my own. So Tesco's classic example, Lizzie there, shopping for gluten-free bread for her mum. I'll go and look for it by myself. I'll say, Lizzie, I'll find it, don't worry, I've got it sorted. You, you just relax. 15, 20 minutes later of searching the aisles, Stephen found it. Uh, and then she'll, she'll go and ask someone and be standing there with gluten-free bread going, Stephen, this here. Like, I need help. <laughs> and, um, well, temptation, that's one of those things that actually we all need God's help for, help with. Like, we cannot fight it alone. So, so, so don't be proud and arrogant like Stephen. <laughs> we need help to fight it. John Calvin, he said this. He said, it will be pointless and absurd for us to appeal to God for something which we already had in ourselves. In simple terms, we cannot do it alone. We need God's help. So saying these words, we are not into temptation, we're reminded that we fight temptation with God's help. It's like saying, God, help me. And we fight temptation with God's help by looking at the cross. It, it, it will work. This is live, live, live stuff. You can't fake this. Listen, beautiful. Thanks, Dave. <laughs> yeah, so, so we fight temptation with God's help by looking at the cross, at Jesus. It's up there eventually. Wicked. Because it's like Jesus on the cross is at the other end of our slack line. Because when you're slack line for beginners, you focus on a point ahead of you and you keep walking straight towards that. And it's like Jesus is there at the other end. And we look at him to keep us focused. We look at him so we're not looking down at temptations around us. We look at him to keep going God's way. We look to Jesus, who never gave in to temptation. Those wind and rains battering him, he never gave in. We look to Jesus, who went to the cross to die for us, despite those big, heavy temptations trying to drag him away from that, that path. We look to Jesus, our high priest, who was tempted in every single way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. We look to Jesus, who never gave in to temptation, so that we can be led away from temptation. We look to Jesus. We look to Jesus, who promises to help us out of temptation. And that's what we're doing when we pray this prayer. We pray this prayer in the midst of those temptations, dragging us down. We cry out to Jesus and we say, Lord, lead me out of temptation. And as we look at him, we remember that he said no. He said no to every temptation that we could ever face. And so we find the strength in ourselves to say no to those temptations too. We fight temptation with God's help looking at Jesus. And here are some other practical things to help us um, in that battle against temptation. Number one, fight temptation with the Bible. The tempter will come and try and twist God's good commands, saying, it's okay to say that, it's okay to do that, don't worry, God didn't really say that. Don't listen to that voice. Listen to God's voice. So, uh, like Jesus in Matthew 4, use God's word to, 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 to help you out of temptation. Like, memorize chunks of it in your, in your homes. Like, why, why not memorize chunks of the Bible to help you use to battle temptation? Like, like things like James 4, verse 7. Submit then yourselves to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Or Ephesians 5, verse 8. Um, for, we, for you were once darkness, now you, are, now you are light in the Lord. Live then as children of light. Like, memorize chunks of the Bible. Fight temptation with the Bible. 
Number two, um, fight temptation by knowing where it leads. That's why you've got James on your service sheet, so you can take that home and remember yourselves that temptation always is disappointing. And not just that, but it's always deadly. Temptation is death. So fight temptation by knowing where it leads. Next time you're in that battle, think to yourself, think through, if I do this, what's going to happen? I'm going to sin, and sin equals death. Fight temptation number three, um, with the help of others. Slackmining for beginners is made so much easier if someone holds your hand and walks with you across there. Or holds both your hands, even better. And the same with following Jesus. We need each other. We need others to help us. So um, why not be brave and tell someone what that really big temptation weight around your waist is? Tell them where the fight is fiercest for you, when the fight is fiercest for you, so they can support you and pray with you. They won't judge you. Because if the Bible's right, every single one of us has the same temptations. And it is right, by the way. Like, tell someone. So why not grab someone after the service and, and talk to them about the temptations? We fight with the help of others. Uh, and number five or four, we, ha- we fight temptation practically. Like chocoholics, when they're giving up chocolate, the first thing you do is rid the house of all traces of chocolate. Like you get rid of it all. So same for us. Do something practical to help you fight temptation. If you're battling with money, well, let someone else ha- have control of your card. If it's lust, put up internet filters on your phone or on, on your laptop. Stop yourself going there. If it's, well, if it's um, spending too much time on social media, dumb down your phone. Don't have it in the bedroom at night. Like, don't just do nothing. Fight temptation practically. And number five, the big one. Fight temptation by praying. Praying, it lifts our eyes off of ourselves up to God. It helps us to gaze at Jesus over and over again. So use this prayer in the Lord's Prayer. God's given it to us to use. Use it at the beginning of each day. I'm a massive fan of praying the Lord's Prayer every single morning. Do it. It's amazing. God's given it to us for a reason, so use it. But also pray it when it's real fierce, when the fight is so hard. Shout to God. Say, Lord, lead me out of temptation. Pray, pray, and pray because we need God's help for this. And above all, look at Jesus. Look at Jesus. Because these words in the Lord's Prayer, they remind us temptation is real. And we fight temptation with God's help by looking at Jesus, who went to the cross for us, who never gave in to temptation for us, and who is there to help us in our time of need. Um, Here's a prayer I've written to help us um, against temptation. I'm going to pray this to end our end the talky bit now. It's on your activity pack if you've got an activity pack. This is a prayer to help us fight temptation. Today, Lord, we will be tempted countless times. Life is filled with endless choices to obey or disobey, to believe or not believe. Mighty God, help us to stand firm like Jesus, who went to the cross, never giving in to temptation, so that we could be led away from temptation. Amen.